congratulations. You have just found the number one over 50 health and wellness podcast on the planet. Welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life so that you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. Today, we have another episode of The Coach's Corner, so no guest, it's just me, and we'll be back next week with our normal interview format. But today, I want to talk about getting started with strength training over 50. I'll start by discussing why strength training is important, especially as we age, and then we'll cover everything you need to know to successfully start strength training today. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. The Over 50 Guide to Beginning Strength Training. Okay, let's start our conversation here. What do we mean when we say strength training? And it's what it sounds like. Most of you know, it's basically lifting weights for the purpose of building muscle. And when I say building muscle, I mean building strength as well as muscle size. So most of you guys are looking to increase muscle mass in order to have that aesthetic appeal. And a lot of you ladies are looking to tone and shape that muscle. And really, we use the same tools for both of those, right? And that is strength training. Now, Sometimes those of us over 50, we can feel a little intimidated when it comes to going to the gym and lifting weights. A lot of us feel like the gym is a place for young, fit people, and we don't really belong there. We don't fit in there, or we feel intimidated or insecure in those environments. And I just want to say that nothing could be further from the truth. The gym is for everybody, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in this episode, but I'll give you some resources there if you're somebody who's just a little bit intimidated by the whole gym culture and going to the gym. But when we talk about strength training, it's important to note that this is different than cardio. So cardio are things that we do for to improve our heart health, and these would be things like, of course, going for a run or swimming, biking, and we're going to lump into cardio all of or almost all of our, say, strength training classes. So if you are doing strength training in a class and that's some sort of a, say it's Beachbody or F45 or it's CrossFit, this is typically cardio with weights and that's different. We're going to set that aside. What we're talking to about today here is specifically strength training. And one of the things that makes strength training, strength training are having rest periods. And again, we're going to cover all of that here in just a few minutes, but I just want to make that distinction because very often I'll have clients come in and I'll ask about their exercise history and they go, Oh yeah, I strength train five days a week. And then when I get under the covers, what they mean is, is they do some sort of cardio with weights five days a week. So that's typically some sort of a circuit training or some kind of a class training. Let's switch our focus here for a few minutes before we start getting into exactly what you should do in order to most effectively and safely begin strength training. And let's just spend a couple of minutes and talk about why should those of us over 50 consider starting strength training. And We'll start here. The most obvious is to build muscle. 
And this is critical because building muscle is probably the biggest lever we have to optimize our metabolism. And when I say optimize our metabolism, I'm talking about speeding up your metabolism, about being healthier. And when we have a faster metabolism, we burn more calories even at rest. And also when we build muscle, muscle helps protects us against injury. It extends our life expectancy. Remember, Dr. Gabriel Lyon tells us that muscle is in fact the organ of longevity. Another reason why we might consider starting strength training is because strength training is your fat burning friend. As we just mentioned, adding even a modest amount of muscle will optimize and speed up your metabolism, and that helps turn you into a fat-burning machine even when you're not in the gym. So remember, we talked a few minutes ago about the distinction between cardio and strength training, and this is one of the biggest distinctions when it comes to weight loss. We burn fat when we're doing cardio while we're doing cardio. The minute we stop, we pretty much almost immediately lose the fat-burning benefits of that cardio exercise. But that's not the case when we do strength training. We burn fat long after we're done with our session in the gym, our strength training session in the gym. So burning fat is another great reason why you might want to consider strength training. Another reason improve your overall health. Strength training helps protect you against lifestyle diseases. So that's things like high blood pressure, diabetes, prediabetes, high cholesterol, dementia, and even certain types of cancer. And as Mark Ripito is fond of saying, strong people are harder to kill. And what he means there isn't so much that strong people are harder to kill, say, in hand-to-hand -hand combat, but you're much less likely to be negatively affected by illnesses, by falls, by accidents, things of this nature, if you are strong versus if you are frail and weak. Another benefit of strength training is when we strength train, we improve bone health. So you may have heard the terms osteopenia and osteoporosis, and these refer to age-related bone density loss. And the single most effective way to stop and even reverse this bone density loss is through strength training. Not only do we build muscle when we strength train, but we build stronger bones. Another reason why you might want to consider strength training after 50 is it helps improve sleep. Studies show that proper strength training increases both the quality and the quantity of our sleep. And I've said it on this show many, many times, sleep is your foundation of over 50 health. Another reason you might want to consider strength training after 50 is to improve your hormonal profile. If you are looking for the fountain of youth, strength training is probably as close as you're going to get. When we strength train, we optimize our hormones in a more youthful manner, which means an improved libido as well as overall health. And just a side note on libido, your libido is actually a pretty good indicator of your overall health. We actually here at the Silver Edge, we have all of our clients fill out a weekly feedback form and we ask them to rate on a, a scale from one to 10 things like their in the last week, how was their mood? How was their energy? How was their stress levels? And another thing we ask is, how is your libido? Because we know that libido is an indicator of not just hormonal, but overall health. And Keep in mind that while a diminished libido may be common for those of us over 50, it is not normal, right? There are things that we can do to improve this, and strength training is one of the best things we can do to improve that youthful hormonal profile.
And the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to why we would consider strength training over 50 is it improves our overall quality of life. As we get stronger, we increase our self-esteem and our confidence. Study after study shows that strength training is one of the best ways to reduce anxiety and depression, often outperforming all meds on the market, and strength training boosts our mood. If we allow ourselves to become weak, sick, and frail as we age, our world becomes smaller. Our opportunities to enjoy life become less. And the exact opposite is true when we increase our strength. Our world becomes larger and more expansive. Now, the last thing I want to say before we move on to the nuts and bolts of strength training is that you are never too old and it is never too late to start strength training. We have tons of examples of men and women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s starting strength training programs and having fantastic results. Okay, let's jump into it. And Let's start here. Let's start with how often should you train? So think of strength training as medicine. You need the right dose. Not enough, and it's ineffective. Too much, and you risk overdosing. When we think about dosing strength training, we need to take into account three main factors, and that's training frequency, training intensity, and training volume. Those three things are pretty much what they sound like, right? Frequency, how often do we do it? How many times a week should I work out? Intensity, how hard should you work out? Volume, how much work are you doing each time you work out? So we need to figure out where's a good starting place for those of us over 50 who are just getting started with strength training. My advice is for most of us that the perfect starting place is three days a week for about 45 minutes to one hour of full body workouts. You want to structure this so that you have at least a day of rest in between workout days. We're going to work out three times a week for our frequency and for our volume. We're going to keep that between, say, 45 minutes and an hour for now. And then for intensity, you should stop short of technical failure. And when we talk about intensity, very often we use a scale called RPE, which is rate of perceived exertion. And it's pretty simple. It's a scale from one to 10 where one is no effort whatsoever. Say you're laying down on the couch and 10 is an all out max effort. And as you're just starting with strength training, you really want to be in like that seven to eight. So when you think of workout intensity at this stage, at this beginning stage, you want to keep that somewhere between a moderate to intense intensity. So not too hard that you're risking injury, but hard enough that we're affecting change, positive changes in our body. So the way we might structure that throughout the week might be a Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday workout. And again, we would be working out for 45 minutes to an hour each time, and we would be working out at an intensity that felt like a seven to eight on a scale from one to 10. And we want to make sure that we have that perfect form all the way through on all of our exercises. Okay. So now we know how often we should train. Let's talk about sets, reps, and rest periods. This is really kind of getting into the nuts and bolts of it. So first of all, sets. What's a set? A set are the number of repetitions or reps of an exercise performed back to back without rest. So for example, if a workout calls for three sets of squats with one minute of rest, you do 10 squats consecutively without rest. 
That's your first set. Then you would rest one minute. Then you do 10 more squats without rest. That's your second set. You'd rest another minute. And then you do your third and final set of 10 reps of the squat. And so for beginners, I'd recommend three reps of each exercise is an appropriate place for you to start. And as you're looking at structuring your week, we talked about we're going to do this three times a week. You really want to aim for somewhere between 10 to maybe 15 sets at the, at the high end per week per major muscle group. Okay, that's sets. Let's talk a, a minute about reps. As we just described, reps are how many times you do an exercise without rest. So effective rep ranges can go anywhere from one, that would be your one rep max very commonly, all the way up to 50, maybe even 100 reps, depending on what your desired result is. But for our purposes here, the best rep range for beginning lifters over 50 is going to be in what we call the hypertrophy range. So for us, that means a rep range somewhere between 8 and 12 reps. And let me just throw this advice in here when we're talking about volume, frequency, and intensity. This is definitely not a case of more is better. What you want to do is find that sweet spot of getting the most results from the least amount of work. Okay, so now we know the appropriate dose for beginners. What exercises are best? There's no shortage of opinions about what exercises are best or should be excluded for those of us over 50, but let's start here. Let's talk about the difference between compound exercises and isolation exercises. We want the biggest bang for our strength training buck, and that is absolutely our compound lifts or our compound exercises. Compound exercises involve multiple joints and muscles. So think of things like squats and deadlifts, whereas an isolation exercise involves just one joint and typically just one muscle. And now both compound exercises and isolation exercises have their place, but we want to prioritize and start our workouts with compound lifts. So those of us over 50, we're concerned probably less with the aesthetic side of strength training and more with the functional side of training. So think of squatting and lunging and hinging and pushing and pulling and rotating and weighted carries and unilaterally weighted carries. In other words, we want to get strong in exercises that translate to the ways we move in real life. When we're strong in these compound functional exercises, not only do we look and feel better and we're healthier, but we're much less likely to get injured. Now, I've got a free resource I'm going to share with you here. There's tons of different exercises you could do. And if you're not familiar with these exercises, how do you get started with them? We have a YouTube channel and you can find it on YouTube. You can just you can just go to YouTube and put in at Silver Edge Fitness all run together and we'll pop up. But we've got well over 100 videos up there now. And these are video exercises with demonstrations. So it's typically me saying, OK, this is the barbell back squat. And I go through all the points of performance so that you can learn how to perform these exercises, not only correctly, but safely. Right. And of course, I'll drop a link to the show notes to that YouTube channel. You guys can find that there. So speaking of exercise demonstrations, next up on our list is we need to make sure that we are 
using proper form when we do these exercises. So very often, and this really, <laughs> this drives me nuts. We hear all the times, oftentimes from well-meaning medical community that there are certain exercises people over 50 absolutely shouldn't do. And usually that's going to be, a, say, a barbell back squat or a deadlift or even the overhead barbell press. These are all exercises that oftentimes get demonized for those of us in the over 50. And I would say that there should be no exercises that are off limit for those of us over 50 if we have the strength and mobility to perform them in a full range of motion with correct form. So it, we want to make sure it's absolutely critical that those of us over 50 are are performing these exercises with proper form. And what proper form means is that, again, we're able to move through that full range of motion and that we have an appropriate weight selection. So remember, we talked about RPE, that rate of perceived exertion. As we're starting out, we want that to be in that maybe a seven on a scale from one to 10 of how hard it is, a seven, maybe an eight. We certainly don't want to be pushing in the nine and 10. It's not, we're not going for that no pain, no gain here. But I want you to have the ability to move that weight or whether that's your body weight or barbell, dumbbell, doesn't matter, but through that full range of motion without sacrificing form. And again, just if you're in doubt, check our exercise library up on YouTube channel for tips on proper form. Okay, so we talked a little bit about compound exercises, isolation exercises. We want a combination of both in there, but we really want to focus on those compound movements. We talked about, of course, we want to do those with proper form and proper intensity. Now, I just want to switch gears for a minute and talk about warming up. This is a big one, folks, especially for those of us over 50. We need the proper warm-up. So my advice to you is never, ever, ever, ever skip a warm-up. And I'm not talking about a few arm swings, just a couple arm swings, and then you're, <laughs> you're going to go get it. That's not going to cut it. I'm a big proponent of warming up the spine and the core first, especially if you like working out in the mornings. I have 100% of my clients do the same warm up. It's the same one that I personally use every single time. And it goes like this. It starts with 30 seconds to a minute of cat cow, which if you're not familiar, that's just kind of in a, in a quadruped position on your hands and knees where you're flexing and extending the spine. Just again, gently waking up that spine. Then I do a few bird dogs. I move into a world's greatest stretch with rotation, do a few of those on each side. Then I do 30 seconds to a minute of cobra pose. And I finish with about a minute's worth of child's pose. Now, if you're not sure what those are, don't worry about it. I'll drop a link in the show notes. I have a YouTube video where I walk through that exact warm up sequence. You guys can see that there and, and see how I do all of those movements. So we always want to start every one of our exercises by just taking those few minutes to properly warm up. If you're if it's early in the morning and you're just getting ready to hit it, I would recommend maybe a, a minute or two on say a bike or a treadmill or maybe just a, a, a walk, but kind of something to get the heart rate up a little bit. And I'll leave you with this on when it comes to warmups. If you're pressed for time, if you're short on time in your workout, skip exercises, not the warm up. All right, so now we've got the appropriate sets and reps. We know what types of exercises we want to do, and we're going to do them with proper form. And of course, we've warmed up before we get started. How do we progress? 
And when it comes to progressing in the gym, I want to start by telling you a story. So there was a guy, his name was Milo, Milo of Croton. He lived back, he lived in Greece in the 6th century BC or so, and he was a superstar. He was an amazing athlete. He was a hero of his time. And the story goes that one day a calf was born near Milo, and every day he'd pick up that calf, put it on his shoulders, and he'd walk with it. Until one day, he was no longer carrying a calf, but he was carrying a full-grown bull. Now, there's a couple of points from this story that we can pull out that talks to us about the concept called progressive overload. And the first one is that Milo's load grew just a tiny bit each day. So if you think about it, the first day he picked up that calf is probably pretty light and he walked with it. And then the next day that calf might have weighed maybe, let's just say one pound more. And then the next day, one pound more. And over time, he's, his body got stronger because of the increased demands that, that he had each and every day, which brings me to the second point there. Milo was consistent. He did this every day. Had he just done this once a month or once every other week, probably wouldn't have had that same success because that weight would have gotten so much heavier. So for our purposes here, you'll want to add a rep each time you do an exercise or a tiny bit of weight. So let's take an example. Let's say that we're doing uh, three sets of eight to 12 barbell back squats, a barbell back squats where you have a barbell across your shoulders and you're squatting to full depth and standing back up. That would be one rep, for example. So if on day one, you could do eight of those with just an empty barbell, that would be a, a standard barbell weighs 45 pounds. So let's just say that you could do eight of them. You rest a minute, you could do eight of them, and then you rest another minute in your third set, you did eight more and you felt like that was an appropriate dose for you. Okay. The way we would apply progressive overload is the next time those barbell back squats come up in your programming, you want to do an, another rep. So let's say this time you do nine, you rest a minute, you do nine reps at 45 pounds, you rest a minute, and you do your third set at nine reps. You have progressed. Last time you did three sets of eight. This time you did three sets of nine at the same weight. The next time you come in, let's say you do three sets of 10 at 45 pounds. Next time you come in, let's say you do three sets of 11. What's happening here is your body's adapting. You're sending a neurological signal to the body that says, hey, we have this increased steady demand for strength. We need to start organizing our hormones in a way that builds muscle that will support this activity. And then of course we get to the next week and you actually do three sets of 12 reps at 45 pounds. Now, remember we said our rep range was eight to 12. What you could do here for progressive overload is the next time squats come up, barbell back squats come up, you could do three sets of 13 or maybe we bump that barbell from 45 pounds to 55 pounds and we go back down to eight reps. I'm still progressing because I'm adding weight now. So now I do three sets of eight at 55 pounds. And the next time, three sets of nine at 55 pounds. I think you guys get the idea here, but it's important that we don't just go into the gym and do the same reps, the same sets, and the same weights every single time. While there is some health benefits to that, it's clearly better than, say, sitting on your couch and eating bonbons. It's not eliciting a 
adaptive response. In other words, a strength building response. And that is our purpose in strength training. We want to build strength. We want to build muscle. Okay, so that's how we apply the principles of progressive overload. And actually, before we go any further, I want to back up a little bit. I probably should have put this, I probably should have talked about this when we were talking about reps and sets, but I I want to make sure that we talk about the rest between sets a little bit more since, remember at the beginning I said rest is what makes strength training strength training. So what should you do between your sets of exercises? Should you do burpees? Should you do jump rope? Should you do to jumping jacks. No, <laughs> you should rest. And rest periods, again, that's what makes strength training strength training. So you should rest in between your sets. And there is an inverse relationship between intensity, should we say load, right? And the rest periods. Basically, the heavier the weight, the longer the rest period should be. So let's take a, an extreme example. Let's say an advanced strength athlete is going to attempt a one rep max of a deadlift. That means they're going to try and find a weight that they can lift with hopefully perfect form, but only one time. For that, that person might want to rest four or five minutes before they make that attempt. Let's say they've made, you know, they've done a set of three and then they did a set of two and now they're going to attempt a set of one. They would have a very long rest period there. Now, somebody who was doing sets of 20 might only need a 30 second rest in order to be ready to go. But just keep in mind that there is that inverse relationship between weight uh, and the, the heavier the weight, the lower the reps, the longer the rest period. But for our beginners with strength training, basically one to two minutes between sets is appropriate. And you would want to be on the longer side of that, say the 90 seconds to two minutes for a compound lift. So things like barbell back squats and deadlifts and perhaps a shorter time duration, maybe closer to 60 seconds for isolation exercises. Think of things like, say, bicep curls. You don't need quite as long of a rest for that, but you do need rest in between your sets. All right. Let's just revisit intensity once again. Remember, we're talking about strength training. It's medicine. And one of the most important things here is that we get the proper dose. And we said we don't want to go to failure. So we don't want to go to technical failure, which means our form is breaking down in order to get another rep or uh, a higher weight. And we want that moderate, somewhere between moderate to intense effort. Remember, we said maybe a seven, seven to eight on that uh, scale of RPE. And I, when it comes to intensity and how intense your workout should be, your workouts at this stage should feel restorative. You should not be sore the next day. You certainly shouldn't be very sore the next day. A little bit of soreness. Oh, I can feel that. I, I can tell I worked out. That's fine. But you should not be sore the next day. You definitely should not be sore two days later. What we're looking for here is we want a breakdown, repair, and adaptation cycle to be happening. In other words, when we work out, we're actually breaking down, you know, we're making micro tears and muscle fibers, and we want to not just break down and repair and break down and repair, because that doesn't really help us grow. We want to break down, repair, and then adapt. In other words, become a little stronger. And we need to have our intensity and our rest periods such that we 
set this, set up this system for optimal growth, for that optimal adaptation. Your workouts, again, they should feel restorative. They should feel invigorating, but there's no reason that the day after your workout, it should be difficult to walk downstairs or painful to sit down on the toilet. That's a sure sign that you're overdoing it. All right. So at this point, there's some of the nuts and bolts of beginning strength training. Let's build out a sample beginner workout. Now, again, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a bunch of names of exercises here. Don't worry if you don't know what they mean. Just go to our YouTube site and I've got video demonstrations for all of these exercises, but let's just put together a sample beginner workout that would be appropriate to start to increase strength for all of these benefits we talked about. And we're going to go with a Monday, Wednesday, Saturday routine here. Now note that could be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It could be Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Really, as long as you have a day of rest in between, that's fine. We're also going with three days of full body workouts, which means each day we're going to try and hit all of the major muscle groups in the body. So think my legs, my back, my chest, my arms, my shoulders, try and hit all of those each and every time. So the way we're going to do this is on Monday, we're going to do three sets of eight to 12 reps of the following exercises with anywhere between 60 and 90 seconds of rest between each of our sets. And our exercise selection is going to look like this in this specific order. Because remember, we want to start with our largest muscle groups and we want to start with compound exercises and then move to smaller muscle groups and maybe more of those isolation exercises. All right. So Monday, we're going to start with three sets, eight to 12 reps of barbell back squat. Remember, we're going to have that 60 to 90 seconds in between each of our sets. Then we're going to move to dumbbell step ups. So barbell back squats, dumbbell step step ups, very much lower body workouts. Next, we're going to move to a dumbbell bench press. Here we're hitting the chest. Then from there, we'll move to three sets of eight to 12 reps of a lat pull down machine. So there we're hitting our back muscles. Then from there, we're going to move to one of my favorite shoulder exercises, especially for those of us over 50, especially those of us, well, not even especially, I was going to say, especially for beginners. I think all of us over 50 could spend more time doing dumbbell Z presses, but that's very much a shoulder exercise, but it involves core and mobility. Um, so certainly is a, a bit of a humbling exercise. From there, we're going to move on to three sets of a dumbbell curl. So now we're really moving into isolation where we're just focusing on the biceps and we're going to finish with some core work with a Russian twist. All right. So that's our Monday workout. That should take you, if you follow strict 60 to 90 second rest between all of those, say 90 seconds on the, the squats and the, on your lower body work, and then maybe a minute on the rest of that work. It should take you about 45 minutes. Okay. Moving on to day two. So we're going to, that's going to be, that was our Monday workout. We're going to rest on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we're back in the gym. And again, we're going to do three sets, eight to 12 reps, the following exercises, keeping those rest intervals somewhere between a minute and a minute and a half between each set. We're going to start with some sumo deadlifts and you could do trap bar deadlifts here. Um, you could do conventional deadlifts. I've got sumo deadlifts because that's a good one for beginners for some technical reasons we don't need to go into right here. But we're going to do three sets, eight to 12 sumo deadlifts. We're going to do three sets of eight to 12 reps of dumbbell reverse lunges. So we're really working the lower body there. And then we move into one of my favorite upper body exercises. Actually, it's kind of seems to have been forgotten, but the dumbbell pullover. 
great exercise. And this is a focus on our chest. Then we're going to do some seated cable rows. This is a back exercise. We're going to do some lateral raises, some dumbbell lateral raises. That's a shoulder exercise. Then we'll move into some barbell skull crushers. Don't worry. It's not as scary of an exercise as it sounds, but some barbell skull crushers. That's very much an isolation for our triceps. And we're going to finish with a great exercise that really focuses on the core as well well as the mobility of the entire shoulder girdle. And those are kneeling halos with a half rotation. Again, don't worry if you don't know what these names are. You can always look them up on the YouTube channel. And then for day three, let's say Saturday, again, we're going to do three sets, eight to 12 reps. I'm going to keep those rest periods pretty short, a minute to 90 seconds between each set. And we're going to start with a barbell hip thrust. That's where we're really focusing on some glutes and some hamstring development. And then we're going to move into goblet squat, staying with the lower body, this time focusing more on those quads and so more the front of the legs, whereas that barbell hip thrust, very glute and back of the leg dominant. Then from there, we're going to move into three sets of dumbbell incline bench press. So just changing the angle of the bunch press that we did on Monday. And we're definitely hitting chest with that particular exercise. From there, we'll move into a dumbbell single arm row. So now we're moving from the chest to the back muscles. Then we're going to do some Arnold presses. This is another fantastic shoulder exercise. And then we're going to finish our isolation exercises with a hammer curl, which is a bicep isolation exercise. And we're going to finish Saturday with one of my favorite functional movements, and it's called a suitcase carry. If you don't know what that means, it's often referred to also as a one-armed farmer carry, but it's just picking something up heavy in one hand and carrying it. Now, for all of the exercises that came before, we're going to do 8 to 12 reps. On our suitcase carry, we want to get somewhere between 30 and 50 steps carrying that in our right hand, and then we're going to transfer it over to that weight to our left left hand and get another 30, 50, maybe 60 steps with that. So this is a fairly, a, a fairly heavy weight. The idea is that you're really bracing your core in carrying. So there you go. That would be a great sample beginner workout Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and you got three days a week. Those workouts should take you 45, maybe 50 minutes to get through. And by doing this, by getting good at these exercises and by progressively overloading, you'll find that you get all of those benefits that we talked about at the beginning of this episode. We talked about, of course, we're going to be building muscle because we're strength training and applying these principles of progressive overload. We're going to turn ourselves into fat burning machines as we rev up our metabolism and add more of this muscle. Our health is going to improve. Our bone density is absolutely going to improve. Our sleep should be getting better. Our hormone profile, remember libido is a good indicator of that, should be improving. And again, our overall quality of life should be getting better as we get stronger and we're increasing that self-esteem and that confidence and we're reducing anxiety and depression by being in here and, and getting strong and really working on ourselves and that sense of accomplishment as we see ourselves getting stronger, lifting these heavier weights or lifting more reps. So the sample beginner workout I just gave, of course, would suggest that you would need to have access to a gym. And you would, if you're going to do what I just laid out and prescribed there, you would need to have a gym in order to do that. But 
you don't need a gym in order to begin working out. You can certainly start at home if you have a home gym, and that could be maybe you have a rack and barbells and a bench. Fantastic. You could probably do most of what we talked about uh, in our sample but you don't need that. Even if you just had a couple of dumbbells, you could start. Or if you didn't have anything at all, you could just buy a set of bands or even do bodyweight exercises. So you don't need a gym, but it does really help. And back at the beginning of the podcast, I talked a little bit about gym intimidation. If that's what's holding you back from the gym, I did a Coach's Corner podcast episode. Gosh, it's probably been, I don't know, maybe six months or so ago. And that was titled How to Overcome Gym Intimidation. And I'll drop a link to that in the show notes. So if you're somebody who would like to get started with strength training and you you have easy access to a gym, but maybe just not so sure about going to the gym because you got that gym intimidation, give that show a listen and see if that helps you reframe the way you look at the gym. Also, I'll throw this in here. I also have a workout anywhere guide and all you need for that is a set of bands, those long bands. They're pretty cheap. You can find them on Amazon for, I think, less than 30 bucks. So here's the deal. I will drop both of those into the show notes, both the workout anywhere guide, as well as the link on Amazon that you guys can pick up those bands. If you're somebody who maybe doesn't have access to a gym, or maybe you go back, listen to my, my gym intimidation episode and you go, nope, still not me, not doing it. That's fine. Get yourself a set of bands and you can just kind of follow along with the workout anywhere guide. Just remember that when you're doing something like bands, you still want to apply the principles of progressive overload. In other words, you want to either increase the intensity or the duration, the reps, the volume, something. You want to keep getting a little bit stronger. So you're again, sending that signal to the body that it needs to adapt. So there you have it. I know we covered a lot in a fairly short amount of time, and it might seem a bit overwhelming to some of you, but it really isn't. My best advice to you is don't overthink it and just get started. If you're somebody who's not had a practice of strength training in the past, or maybe you've had a long layoff, my best advice to you is just get started. Now, I'll also go ahead and throw another plug in here. We have an app that has tons of workout programs that can help guide you. If you guys are interested in that, you can go to silveredgefitness.com. You click on the coaching icon at the top. You scroll down and you'll see something called the Silver Edge Program Library. And it's, that's, it is what it sounds like. You get in there and there's, I don't know, maybe 20 plus different, um, pro, four week programs, st specifically strength training programs, very similar to the ones that we talked about here in that sample beginner workout. So if you're interested in that, it's 20 bucks a month. So not very expensive. And you have years worth of programming you could follow. In there, we have everything from beginner programs. We have programs that are just require you to have a set of dumbbells and some bands, all the way up to full gym programs. And we have them going from beginner to intermediate to advanced. So something for everybody. If that's something you're interested in, you can check that out there. And of course, I will again throw that into the show notes. So I just want to wrap up by saying that if you are looking to lose weight, get healthy reclaim your sexy, and just be an all-around over 50 badass, start strength training today.
Okay, that's our show for today, folks. If you enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There, you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle to assist you in your weight loss and fitness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you folks can find those over at silveredgefitness.com slash 243. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. The first is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is for you YouTube folks to please click the like and subscribe buttons, and for you podcast folks to please give this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today, and until next time, stay strong. Thank you.